0: hello hello, fantasy fam Uh, week 10 another week down we are on to week 11 um i still can't believe that the season's almost over uh i don't i don't know how you feel but i i can't believe i still care at this point i know right that's That's the way i I look at it i lost some freaking heartbreakers this past week
1: like i am just i won some heartbreakers this week
0: i don't i don't like kickers (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm just gonna yeah. put it that way i have a league that completely just dis- uh, dissolved the kicker for a dynasty actually Ooh. kind of funny um okay so. i guess i
0: could see that i mean I've it seen, makes I've complete seen sense yeah. yeah my league it makes
1: com- my league I, I took away the kicker yeah it's it's a deciding factor that can either completely hurt you or help you some weeks for sure um, all you need is a kicker to get you 14, 15 points and you have a chance of winning because that's the, you know, amount of points that a freaking wide receiver or running back puts up for you. So it's, it's, hey, it's part of the game. If you I like know. the kicker, great. If not, then I, you know, whatever. Um, I am not a believer in the kicker. I think it's kind of a detrimental position, but um, because I, for I've those... won a
0: league on a kicker. I've literally won a league just because of
1: a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have too. I've won weeks just because I win by like four points, and my kicker puts up fifteen.
0: Like it's, I
1: think Robbie, about that. Robbie Gold. Really? Yeah, if a, a field goal. You know, a kicker. I can't believe we're spending this much time on a kicker. But like, if a if a, if some field goal kicker gets you, you know, three field goals and three extra points. I mean, that's pretty sweet. That's 12 points right there. Unless Depending you're in a freaking league where a fifty yarder is right. eight points. Yeah, exactly. If you're in a league where the more the farther away the field goal is, the more points you get, then oh. never mind. But anyway.
0: We digress. Okay. Um, So a lot happened this week. Uh, Yeah. A lot of guys arose from the grave, um, or if there ever was, if they ever were in the grave, who knows, but we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, Obviously, we start off every single episode with injuries, um, and there are at least one big one. Uh, Cooper Cup, done for the season. Um, He's a big one. (laughs) That looked... It looked pretty bad. I mean, he literally made one cut, didn't even touch the wider. I mean, touched him with his hands. I don't know if you saw yeah, the
1: play. It was completely non-contact. And I then
0: mean, fell to the floor and looked like he could it, not lift his leg.
1: The only thing, that would be good, <laughs> the only bright thing is that I believe it was a clean tear, so which means that there's no other structural damage, no other ligament damage, which means all they have to do is repair the ACL and, and he'll then, be back exactly. There's a chance he's back probably maybe, you know, within the first four weeks of next season, give or take a few. I mean, it depends on his health. I mean, we saw Hunter Henry tear his ACL in what? Or was it his ACL? Yeah. Hunter Henry tore his ACL in, like, May, and he might be back by December. So, like, If you're If you're an athletic freak like Cooper Cup is, um, then I wouldn't be surprised if he was ready by week one. But you never know. But,
0: I mean, here's the thing, too. It's like the Rams, yeah, they obviously could use him. But oh, yeah, there's. I mean, they still have Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. And
1: oh yeah, I mean, there's. I think Woods takes another step forward against as does Cooks. Um, they're both. You know, I mean, I saw a stat that you know you're looking up. You're looking at 152 plus yards that you're losing just by Cooper Cup not being on the football field. So that's. I mean, it's got to be
0: shared somewhere.
1: That's bad for Goff, I think. But it's and for the Rams. But well, I think he looks. Better. He still looked pretty good the other day. He's fantastic. I, I mean, mean, he's incredible. I love him. But I think, yeah, I like think I said it's pretty. It's pretty obvious that you know Cooks and uh, you know Woods will take a step forward even more. Um, but I think that the big one is we saw it in the flashes when Cooper Cup missed week seven. Yeah, earlier, six. yeah, earlier in the. Uh, he in uh, the year. was Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds saw those. You know, he had like four four targets. He had two touchdowns. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that step forward. Some people might say a tight end, but I'm I'm kind of. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that's and that's the thing too. But I'll I'll bring up my point about the tight end later on um about Higby but I, I do I, I do think Josh Reynolds is someone to definitely worth an add maybe just because yeah. he's going to play that role for the rest of the season like he's
1: I mean comes not yeah. coming back <laughs> yeah he's a stash he's a stash for me at this point because exactly who, you know the waiver wire is getting slimmer um he's a stash guy at this point because there are plenty of wide receivers you probably have on your team that either aren't contributing or suck and I'd rather see you add somebody like Reynolds in a high powered offense
0: exactly exactly so. agreed Um, Another guy uh, who was looking pretty good. I mean, this backfield is just an anomaly. It's just freaking odd. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, Chris Carson. So he left the game. um, Insert Mike Davis, who's actually been playing very well, even when Chris Carson is there. But the big surprise, uh, and I think the <laughs> entire fantasy world is probably freaking out about this, is, Rash- is freaking out. Rashad Penny actually decides to show up and be. No, f- he was given the opportunity. Well, I mean, but he was given the opportunity, but it's also like, wow. Like, he really. I mean, yes, he did have one
1: big long play. <laughs> I don't care. 38 yards, what do you do? He still put up 108 yards. The thing sure. is is if you go back to his other weeks where he had at least what nine carries in any of those weeks, he has a good yards per carry. 4.8 yards per carry. 5.4 yeah. yards per carry. Yeah, the 3 point 3 yards per carry is not great. But my point is is that, you know, he he has the ability to put up 5 yards per carry. Um, so I don't understand that Pete Carl philosophy of going with that. You know, the Seahawks aren't really doing wonderful this season. They were, they were until they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they exactly. That's the why I put it. It's like every week I could be like, wow, the Seahawks look great. And then the next week I have no problem telling, you know, saying that they don't look good and I have no faith in them exactly. because, because they ha- they don't build properly. I hate the Seahawks and the way they build their team, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, we finally see some type of activity, um, from Rashad Penny and what it means for the Seahawks or for him, I'm not quite sure. So, I really don't yeah. – I really have no idea.
0: <laughs> I mean I so. think I saw Penny out there in one one league that I'm in that I probably – I'm going to try to get him. Will I start him this week? I don't know because if Chris, if Chris Carson plays, holy crap. Like you – then it's just – I mean it's just a well, cluster – Fuck.
1: it's <laughs> it's it's just it's it just pisses me off because like i i felt a certain way about chris Car- I mean, about uh rashad penny going into the year as did like 70 plus percent of the fantasy football community i mean it was his uh, it experts.
0: was his position you no know, they said hey he, he
1: broke his he like broke his finger and he's gonna miss a week or two or you know no big deal chris carson will start those weeks and then all of a sudden week three four five six chris carson's playing every friggin' snap or mike davis is getting Penny's opportunities and i'm like you know <laughs> Like Rashad Penny, at one point, was going in the fifth round of, of some redraft leagues, redraft leagues. Like, whoa, come on. Like this, that's what I hate as a fantasy football participant is the fact that we don't really care about anything other than, than someone playing and getting the opportunity. Like, we don't care if your uh, team wins or loses. We, we don't care about those things. It's more about, you know. That's so
0: sad. It's
1: true. <laughs>
0: I, I don't care. No, it's really, really you don't care. And being a, a Jets fan, not, obviously you don't care more so. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the Jets because uh, we're not going to. Because there's nothing to talk about. We'll talk about wow. that in a bye week. That's it. Wow,
1: they are bad. <laughs> they're pretty bad.
0: Touch up really quick. Buffalo Bills. Matt Barkley. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. He's I going. Don't play the league, so he's going into the. He's so. He, I think he's the best player in New York. He at this at this point he is the best quarterback
1: in this in the state of New York. Oh my God. Yeah. Disgusting. Well, he's he's the only one. But, Disgusting. Um, Yeah, I. uh, Anyway,
0: Um, another one. uh, It didn't really matter in this game because the Steelers beat the crap out of the Panthers, which is kind of surprising because the Panthers are one of the better teams. I didn't start Big Ben in the (laughs) (laughs) NFC. I didn't Um, start (laughs) him.
1: Well, I mean that's your own fault. Who'd you start over? I I started Carson Wentz. It was. I mean, he didn't have the worst game, but it wasn't a Big Ben game. Twenty-four points versus like thirty-nine. Or 20, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. (laughs) And that's what I
0: hate about Big Ben is that he could put up like 45 points, and then the next game he'll put up like four interceptions, 16. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Uh, James Conner, concussion. Uh, It's definitely something to monitor. The good thing about it was that they played on Thursday, so he has a lot. He had obviously those extra days to heal. Um, If he cannot go, I definitely, I mean, Jalen Samuel is obviously. It's gonna skyrocket to the number one pickup because he actually looked, he looked good. When, yeah, I think Connor will be fine. I, I mean, I he is—he's definitely I, yeah. gonna be—he is gonna be fine. But it's definitely something that if I mean, if it, reports come out, oh no. Yeah, I, mean, if, I would if jump there's all over Jalen Samuel.
1: Yeah, if the thing is, is for most people, you're looking at uh, waiver wire within the next day or so um, for sure. somebody like him. So you'd have to pick him up now, and uh, I don't—I don't hate the decision if you are a James Connor owner and you have a bench spot. If but you have a
0: bench spot, yes.
1: If if you ha- if you were a James Conner owner and you have a bench spot, or even if you're not a James Conner owner and you need that kind of, you know, boom bust potential, um, then yeah, he's worth a flyer. But I think James Conner will be fine. So yeah. and if he is, he's continuously a number one running back. Which I am I am firmly a believer now in the fact that Pittsburgh is a running back scheme fit. It does not matter who the running back is at this point. Yeah. I, I, I think people will disagree with me, but they might say, wow, Lev Bell is generational talent, and now James Conner is. I think it's just the scheme at this point. I think they're both fantastic running backs, but it's the Pittsburgh scheme. Yeah. I really just think it's their offense.
0: Agreed. But anyway. I like it. Well said. Um, so this one, I'm not – I mean, Joe Flacco, he may not play this week. I'm, I'm only bringing it up because Lamar Jackson may get a chance. Now I don't know if I would take a flyer on him, uh, but they're also saying that Archie three could end up starting if Flacco doesn't play. Um, surprisingly, Flacco is actually like a top, I think, fifteen or sixteen, like fantasy quarterback in some leagues.
1: Which yeah, is kinda, except, which
0: is kind of crazy. Yeah, except for the fact that I would never start him,
1: probably ever. I just I, 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 I had
0: to in one league, but I'm, I'm there, terrible. I'm like two and seven.
1: <laughs> the only chance I would start him is if I literally had no one else. But even Same. then, like I, I feel like somebody else would have. I feel like somebody else would have a little bit more upside. Like I, I have no f- confidence in Go Flacco getting more than twenty-three points in a game. Literally none.
0: Yeah.
1: I think there, there are plenty of other quarterbacks out there on the waiver wire who I have, who I have more boomer bust upside in, and I would, but I would be okay with that.
0: Wanted to point that out because Lamar Jackson, you know, could be, and I know. Already I'm seeing on waivers, like, I'm seeing his projected for next week. It's like he's projected oh, to get, like, 22 points. It's like, are you kidding me? Get the me? hell out of here. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's like, come on. Get out of like, here. He, his accuracy go. is still zero. <laughs> I mean, I love the athlete, but he's not, you know, yeah. a pro
0: like, quarterback. What are you doing? Um, uh, I guess this isn't really, obviously, cause for concern, but I'll mention it. Uh, Julian Edelman, he was – walked to the locker, or he was taken out towards the end of the game. Not really a big issue because they have a bye this week, so he has plenty of time to heal. So he shall be fine. Uh, this one, this one could hurt a little bit, um, considering the Lions play on Thanksgiving. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. He has a bone bruise right now. So, uh, I mean, if I was the Lions, I mean, one, th- let's let's be real, they're not going to make the playoffs, and even if they do, they, I mean, they stink. Like they're um, they're a bad team. Yeah, they don't look good and it's
1: it's it's the it's that Bill Belichick tree that just sucks. That Bill Belichick coaching tree is well, not correct. He stinks. Yes. I mean, it, the Bill Belichick coaching coaching tree has is super overrated. Mike Frabel uh, looks pretty good right now. Ex- okay, okay. Fine, fine. There is there is they are only 5 and 4 by the way, but anyway. They could have uh, been they could have been a little bit better if they didn't They're 5-4 yeah. in a really crappy division. So, yeah. I, I I think he's doing a good job, but but anyway, but the um, Lions, so, yeah, this is Matt Patricia, like, uh, yeah. so I, uh, I don't want to, I am not jumping on the bandwagon, like not bandwagon, that's a really, really rough term because there's no bandwagon. Nobody's loving him that much, but he had gotten some love after the golden Tate trade. Uh, that's TJ Jones. Um, yeah. uh, he, he only saw like two targets, what, in the past two weeks. He saw two in a uh, week uh, last week and then two the week before. He's not a threat in that way, but if we see Marvin Jones down and Galladay is the option, and I just I see the potential um, for TJ Jones to have a little bit more of an expanded role. If not carry on, then. I and, think.
0: and they're going to need to pass. I mean, they're going to need to pass every single game. I mean, they're playing the Panthers this
1: week, so they're obviously yes, going to have to play catch up. Stafford, Stafford is really struggling this year. He is so he is really a top twenty quarterback.
0: Twenty three hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns. I mean,
1: it's not awful. Yeah, but he's a top twelve guy each and every year. And right now, I think he's like quarterback eighteen or nineteen in most leagues. Whatever just, it is, he stinks. It's not good. <laughs> it's just not just Stafford, It's not good.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those are, I mean, those are some pretty, some pretty big injuries. I mean, there was a couple other guys on um, the Dolphins. Jakeem Grant, they feared he tore his ACL. Whatever. I mean, they're on a bye this week, so it's not even worth noting. Wait, can we um, talk about
1: the buys for a second? Because you know, each week we talk about buys and how like important it is. Like, oh my god, we're losing you know x you know next number of players that are top ten talents. This, this might this be the mi- worst week of buys I, ever. I'm, I,
0: and there's and there's six teams too. It's the it's the AFC East and the literally, Browns and the Niners.
1: <laughs> I literally, this might be the worst. Yeah, the entire AFC East. It is literally yeah. the entire AFC East. <laughs> it's an awful. Even the Patriots, like they're not. they I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots. We're not going to. I'm not going to. You're you know, sitting, Gordon.
0: Actually, you're well, sitting a, what, Gordon, Brady, White, and I guess Sonny? White is the biggest, I think, loss out of any of them. And Sonny Michelle, I mean, but which is yeah. – this is good, though, because now he's getting more time to heal. But
1: so, out come of fantasy playoffs, he's going to start to turn it around, I hope. Out of all those players – out of all those teams on by, like, the only ones I would feel, like, Nick Chubb. sad that were missing is, like, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, and, like, James White. Like, that's literally it. Like, I, I wouldn't feel anyone else.
0: <laughs> and then for all you shady fans oh, or pay shady pay 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 owners, up. yeah – Matt
1: Breda, who had, I'm, I'm so sick of that team. I'm, I can't, I am so sick of them. Stop uh, playing different running backs.
0: <laughs> I just want to I just want to apologize to um to my buddy Goldstein out there. Because <laughs> I mean, he had this situation where it was like James White. He's got James White, Mark Ingram, Matt Breda, Aaron Jones.
1: Oh, well, that's tough. I would have started all I, of them except I,
0: right exactly, and that's yeah. what I told him to do. And I actually I think there was one more that I told him to start over Ingram too, but it, I mean it was a legit running back, and of course Ingram yeah. goes for over 100, and Matt Breda goes for over 100. Yeah, and
1: two TDs. I mean you I started
0: Breda. I was super happy, but <laughs> but but it's like now next week we're not going to see Matt Breda again. Like the team is very frustrating. Like,
1: it's yeah because it, I'm just right. One second it's Mos it's Mo, it's Raheem Mostert. then all of a sudden it's you know Matt Breda. then it's Alfred Morris, then it's I'm just I can't keep up. Like I literally can't keep up. I'm so. Whatever I started him, I feel good because I got the win. But yeah, I, for I all don't... you guys
0: that actually started him, good, <laughs> good, good for you. Good, good for you. And I apologize deeply
1: to people that I
0: told to sit. But, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Because you didn't know. You, you had no idea he was going to do this. Mind you, the Giants' defense is terrible. But yeah, <laughs> but well, still, the Giants you Giants probably Giants had some other that. better matchups. <laughs> that is that is true. <laughs> oh, to uh, okay. Now we are going to completely shift. Talk about some news. Some pretty important news that just came out today um i guess it's important i mean dynasty leagues you're still going to keep him obviously but levion bell does not report to pittsburgh today um so that means in redraft leagues obviously he's going to be dropped uh every single league he's going to be on the waiver wire um i saw him at 98 percent owned in cbs leagues which is totally fine literally at three o'clock well central time So, 4 Eastern. And then he was started in 1% of leagues. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? I I, I don't understand that.
1: I I, makes no sense to me. (laughs) I really, I sincerely mean this from the bottom of my heart. I don't want to hear anything about Le'Veon Bell until, like, next March.
0: I was gonna say right right before the draft. Literally you know, like until when March,
1: uh, when, when free agency starts in March, that's the that's the only time I want to hear his name again. Yeah. Because for all of you owners out there, I happen to be one of them. Granted, I took him in the second round because this was right before he the season started. Um, but for all of you owners out there who drafted him with your first pick, your second pick, um, your third pick potentially, I, I just I am I am very very sorry for you. Um, It was a just a terrible thing. And he has to do what he he has to do was right for him. This isn't going to be a you know, a a soap opera here. And we're not going to, you know, go on a a rant about it. But he had to do what's best for him in his career. However, this is the problem with with fantasy is the fact that things like this can happen. Do they happen often? No, but
0: but if you were smart enough, you drafted James Conner later on.
1: (laughs) Okay, <laughs> some of us weren't that smart, alright? No, no, I I
0: wasn't either. I wasn't Some
1: at all. of us weren't that smart. Okay. I had I took Levion with the, we took him in the um second round and then we saw Connor there in like the sixth and I was like, This is too early. Lev will be back. It wasn't back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was not back. Yeah. I told everyone. Everyone's like, Oh my god, first pick, you know, like who should I take? Lev Bell. I'm like, you take Todd Gurley. Like, oh yeah, it that was the, there was yeah. Like there wasn't even a question though, even even before all of this stuff happened with Lev and then and then it started coming closer and everyone was like and I was like, I oh, you still close. take Todd Gurley. I was like, it doesn't doesn't even matter.
1: I had them <laughs> set it up pretty damn close. I did. I had them very, very close just based on Le'Veon Bell's reception total um, and his receiving yard total. I would but have even taken Kamara. F- you know what I mean? Like I would have even thought wow. about taking Kamara. Kamara. Kamara moved into the top three by the time
0: the season started. Oh, was like a, God, th- another player who I, who I want to have his child. He's so
1: good. <laughs> That warthog and with that frickin'. Anybody nose. who started anybody who started their draft with um, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas back to back, I think you're doing okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably won the bottom. I got a guy who's in the, who's, who whose league I'm in I told you about. He has Kamara, Thielen, and Michael Thomas. And Nick Chubb.
1: That and that sounds like an unfair team. Yeah. Mahomes, I think he has the best. Anything? I think he has the best record.
0: Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Anyway. Um uh, so Brandon Marshall, Signs of the Saints. Just, just noteworthy, I guess. Um, Wait,
1: can we can we talk about Dez for a second? <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I, I I am a Dez fan. I am a Cowboys fan, so I I think Dez he's a he's a very passionate player. You know, he's a, he's a young guy. He he's
1: not a young guy anymore. Well, not anymore exactly. Yes, <laughs> but obviously,
0: to, yes, because
1: he he like
0: was him. once. Yes. This, I mean, I, I apparently, and, and, like, a lot of the things that I was hearing on ESPN, like, this was before he even, like, right after he signed, like, because down here in Texas, they only talk about the Cowboys on ESPN radio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, literally, like, even when it's, like, a national, th- like, it's just, it's Cowboys, and I'm, I'm so sick of it. But they said that a lot a lot of teammates actually really like Dez, though. Like, he's actually a ver- really nice guy on the field, like, and, and whatnot. So it was kind of, it's kind of upsetting to see that. Because he was he was hold, like he wasn't holding out, you know what I mean? Like he yes no, he was they offered. They just didn't want him. But nobody wanted him exactly. And then now somebody needed him, and he's ready to go. And then, boom, Brad Pitt, torn Achilles.
1: Yeah, I that was
0: yeah nice. <laughs> I, I watched Troy that day too. Is that is that ironic? yeah <laughs> Wow, what a great movie. Eric Bana. Honestly, oh, I, I actually didn't Bloom. even realize I was watching it and what happened to Dez like, until halfway through the movie. And I was like,
1: ooh. Were you watching it on my Netflix? Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it come up, so I figured it was so
0: here. So if it's on, if you want to watch it, it's, it's on previously
1: watched. Hey, any of you listeners out there who want my Netflix information, please have at it because everyone else seems to have it. it. So. <laughs> please. Please, it's, it's all gonna, yours. It's just going to cost you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but that, um, that was really upsetting yeah. for Dez, though. That was yeah. Upsetting. So, uh, performance to talk about. Uh, after missing some time, kind of being banged up over the past few weeks, uh, Allen Robinson and that, Chica- that lethal Chicago Bears offense. Um, always known for their defense, and yet their offense is incredible uh, this year. Uh, comes back eight. Um, he had, What do you have? Six. Eight targets. Six, six, targets, six catches. 133. 133 yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks fantastic. Um, for all you Taylor Gabriel uh, owners who decided to start him – um, I felt great going into the week starting him. He laid a goose egg for me.
0: I have felt great starting him.
1: <laughs> like,
0: I, don't, I don't even know. I, I would that say might he's been, droppable now, to be that honest. Might have been, that might have been
1: the hurt, most hurtful one of the week, I think, it was, was him putting up nothing and then freaking Anthony Miller having a hell of a week. Like come on another team with super inconsistency with how it uses its targets
0: the inconsistency this year has been something like i've never seen before in an nfl season i don't
1: i don't know who to start when like literally anthony miller one week then it's you know then it's uh tariq cohen and then it's you know uh jordan howard will get two touchdowns in 60 yards like it's 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 trey uh burton he got me six points yeah (laughs) I can't, I can't keep up with them. I can't keep up with uh, with San Francisco's running game. Um, there's a few teams where I'm literally just pissed at their entire offense because there's no consistency whatsoever. So that's one of them for sure. Uh, Aaron Jones finally going over 100 yards, and he looks good. Uh, he's not. He it's not his first time going over 100 yards for because he's he lacks talent. It is because they do not use him properly. Stop uh. using Paul Williams. You got rid of Ty. You, you know you're, you're down wide receivers at this point. Use Aaron Jones. He is a very very good player.
0: But it's not um, even it's not even that. Like you said, they're not they're not using him. Like they're not they're giving not. him the ball. It's not even that
1: they're like. He's gone. gone Something he's gone in the in the next month or two. I I don't I don't see Mike McCarthy's thing anymore.
0: I mean I like Mike McCarthy. Like he he was such a genius at one point. Yeah. Like, but now it's yeah. like, dude, oh, did, you, did
1: you see? Oh God, did you <laughs> see the one update? So the Aaron Rodgers throw where he literally threw it behind MVS. He literally threw it. Like, he was. He had all the time in the world in the pocket, no pass rush, and uh, uh, Valdez can link, you know, cross, crossing route across the middle, oh, and Rodgers throws it behind him. Oh, those I was like, yeah, that is <laughs> not of Aaron's throw. So maybe it's Rodgers struggling in the offense right now. He's not, you know, the same. I don't know what it is, but Green Bay is... Ugh. But Aaron Jones is one of your best players at this point. Please play him more. I don't even have him. But I don't have him either. I mean, I don't even have him, but he's he's having he, – he he could be having such a better season if they would Oh, it. my God. He could
0: easily uh, – he should be averaging like 100 yards, like close to – they should be running the ball. Like it's, it's – I don't want to say a run first offense, but I mean, come on. you got to no, save I mean, Aaron and like he's got – I just – Green Bay has never been a run first offense. However, if you have a good running back, you use them. Exactly, that's what I mean. Okay. Find a good balance. Find like a.
1: Ugh. All right, so let's just let's just go through this really quickly because I don't want to talk about it. So the Jets suck. Uh, Lashawn McCoy comes yeah, back yeah, from wherever, wherever he was. Matt Barkley looks like an all star. You know, looks all pro out there, and the Jets suck. Okay, and
0: good. and it was really yeah. funny that every person out there was like, "Oh, start the Jets D," you know, start the Jets D. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't say to anyone, kind of start the Jets or the Bills. I was just
1: like, this could oh, be... I would, have, I would have 100% picked the Bills over the Jets.
0: Defense. But, but even with McCown, though, that's the thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... It have mattered. It's but, the fact
1: that the Jets, the Jets are in are in shambles because their coaching sucks. I mean, I mean Todd Bowles
0: may not last this.
1: He's not going to last to the end of the season, no, probably. He, they're saying he will because they don't want to look for a new coach or they don't want to promote somebody now. Like, get the... I can't. I True. can't. The Jets are such a dumpster fire. The GM, he's going to be – he's okay. Oh, yeah. Like I, I don't – whatever. Whatever. We'll see, when, when, we'll see when, when judgment day comes. We'll see what happens. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt Barkley looks great. He probably will get another shot until Josh Allen gets back, which might be right after can, the bye, but who knows. Can
0: we just touch up really quick? I mean I'll give 30 seconds to to my man uh, Nathan Peterman out there. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you got cut. Uh, 30 seconds is a lot. And that's that's about it. I'm sorry you got caught.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you get another opportunity elsewhere. I hope you get a, a job in maybe corporate finance or uh, uh or
0: maybe maybe a, maybe a quarterback coach and tell players what not to do. The legal profession um <laughs> Hey, you know, literally anything except for quarterback. You never know. You never know if this guy or was it. in another scheme. Who who knows? Buffalo Bills are they a complete dumpster I don't Who's I don't think it is anything to do with. I don't think it is anything to do with I bet if he was on the Patriots, he probably would have a little bit better of a situation. Yeah,
1: because because he wouldn't play.
0: Well, (laughs) you know what I mean. Shut up. (laughs)
1: Uh, All right.
0: Um, So Uh, our next segment is we kind of we've kind of done this, you know, a couple episodes here and there uh, where we're pretty much we'll kind of look at similar, I guess, similar matchups. They're not necessarily players playing each other. But we'll look at you know similar running backs that are playing a team that hasn't been doing so well against the run or against a pass or w- whatever have you. Um, so basically, not really to describe it much more. We'll just dive right in. Uh, so the first the first matchup, and we're not, obviously we're not going to do the obvious ones like oh, would you rather have Michael Thomas or DeAndre? Like no, that's that's stupid. Like obviously you're going to start. You're starting your studs. Like these aren't some of these guys yeah.
1: may be your studs, but like they well, that's may, unfortunate. But they, <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm just saying they may have struggled over the past. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: Yeah, These are more the decision-making ones where it comes down to like a, a maybe a second running back if your other ones on bye. Exactly. It comes down to a flex exactly. spot. It comes, you know, things like that. This isn't, you know, the obvious ones. We're not going to be kick-picking between Camara and you know Todd right, Exactly. Like
0: you like the, it's just dumb. you're just a moron. First of all, if you have to ask, yeah, like, who do I start? <laughs> god i can't stand those stupid questions do i start him i don't know but he's playing a, it doesn't matter you always start your studs like even if yeah, he has a, well, even if he has a dud of a game you still start him i'm sorry
1: yeah like okay so there, there's a difference <laughs> people might think people might think what you're saying is oh you have to start your best you have to start your um your guys you drafted early no 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 That's no no no, no 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 yeah you yeah. start your best players exactly so matchup, yeah, matchups matter, but not that much. But like, if we're still talking, we're not still talking about like you know guys you drafted in the first, second, third, fourth round if they busted already. It's not about that. It's about who has been the best for you this season. Have they been consistent? Have they been hot? Have they whatever? Has their matchup great or is it not? It's you still have to start them at this point unless you have a much better option. Exactly. But, then good anyways. for you. Uh, yeah. First one
0: we'll uh, we'll talk about is um, the ageless Adrian Peterson or. <laughs> lamar miller and this one i actually i kind of really did a little bit like i mean but it kind of fell into my lap (laughs) to actually do a little research for this one because they are playing each other yeah which which definitely helps and both teams are kind of emerging i mean the texans are on a six right six game winning streak the texans look good and and, i mean the skins Uh, the skins are actually like they're the they're leading their what right they're first in the nfc east i mean which is a dumpster fire division anyway oh my god yeah so they could easily run away with that division. Um, that doesn't say much, yeah. but Houston, and Houston, Houston could, run away. Could, could easily could run, away. run away with that. But if Tennessee is playing the way that they are, I mean, hey, the
1: Colts are four and five. <laughs> and Andrew Luck. I mean, you can't rule Andrew Luck out. What's crazy is Jacksonville. The team most people pick to make it sound like the AFC Championship is the worst team in this division. Yeah, they're pretty bad right now. So um, yeah, so Houston has won. Houston has won five in a row. Um, in those in those five games, Lamar Miller has uh, in. It, his best games is when he got more than 18 carries. Uh, he put up a hundred in the game against Jacksonville, put up 133 on the ground against Miami. He scored a touchdown in both of those games. However, he has been limited in some of the other games where he's, you know, had 15 carries or under, he's been averaging under three, car- three and a half yards per carry um, for those three games. So uh, if, if he is given the opportunity and he's given that 16 to 22 um, carries, I really think he could have a strong game. Granted, uh, we're talking about a Washington uh, run defense that is, what, top five in the league? They're allowing about 91 yards per game. Exactly. On the both teams actually
0: have so, decent running games. Yeah, they're both or run the top, defenses, they're both I
1: mean. top 10. Yeah, they're both in the top 10. They're both allowing under 100 yards on the ground per game. Um, and mine's purely based on which team is hot right now, which it's not even close. Houston is a much hotter team. Washington's actually kind of more on the decline at this point. They were 5 and 2 um and so i'm gonna have to lean on the side of lamar miller based on the fact yeah i'm gonna have to lean on the uh, lamar miller which i never would do because i don't like lamar miller um but the thing is is because adrian peterson's been a little banked up and i think houston's gonna win this game i do i i think they are gonna win too yeah, and especially because I think they're hot right now. I think that's that's probably what puts it over the top for me even more is the fact that Houston's in a better place right now. I think they're going to take the lead early, and I think they're going to have to use Lamar Miller um, as much as possible. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Skins do have a pretty decent secondary. I mean, they have the best like safety tandem in the NFL yeah. right now. Yeah, they do. I mean, they got a pretty good. Their defense overall isn't. Isn't bad. I mean, it's it's pretty decent. I was I was actually leaning towards Adrian in this matchup, but I believe Chris Thompson is actually back. I think he's, he's gonna play right. exactly. I don't. You don't really know. And then if he gets hurt, Capri Bibbs he gets some carries, but not many. So I think based on if Chris Chris Thompson comes back, he's healthy. I am gonna go Lamar. I'm gonna agree with you on Lamar with that one, uh, simply for the fact that. I, I mean, they're going to try to control it. You know, they're going to try yeah. to control the ball. And, I mean, because the Skins, the Skins have a weird offense that if they can get it rolling, they can put up points, which we've seen before. Yeah. But it's like if they, I mean, if they don't, it's like they're either doing very well or they, I mean, they, they lay an egg.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't not, I don't like the Washington offense. They're all banged up. Uh, I don't like any of their pieces. Adrian Peterson at this point is the only person that I actually like. But... Other than that, though, they have a pretty anemic offense. So I'd rather go with the team that's more hot at the moment, who um, has won five games in a row, whose offense looks fantastic, who if they take the lead, they're going to lean on that running game. So
0: Yeah. So Lamar Miller.
1: Interesting. We it's like... an interesting game.
0: Yeah. Uh, this one I thought was pretty interesting, too, just because um, I guess both have been playing very well uh, of late, but the last hasn't been the greatest. Uh, Marlon Mack against uh the, the titans or carry on johnson against the panthers i think that one's actually really interesting because marlon mack i mean he he came right
1: back to earth this past game <laughs> yeah no he did um for sure i mean george wilkins got some touches which i thought was super but weird. he got like one um,
0: carry for he had like one carry for like for yards. Yards.
1: Yeah, he, yeah i didn't understand that one whatsoever <laughs> but um Especially, yeah, because I Wilkins just stinks. But anyway, um, I, I, I liked Marlon Mack. I mean, for three games in a row, he was averaging more than five yards per carry. Um, he had three touchdowns in that span, uh, over, went over 100 yards in two of those three games, but he did go over 80 yards in all three of those games. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. We're looking at, you know, six receptions over the past three games. So I, I think the... I think Marlon Mack has had a really good year for... Since he's he's been back and... Yeah, the fact that people kind of were down on him, including myself. um, The fact that I thought that he would lose his role because his health was never, um, you know... Good, but that's an interesting one because both, once again, both run defenses are in that top, what, 10, 11? They're, they're both good, yes. Yeah, they're both, both very good. Uh, they're both allowing 100 yards or less per game on the ground and yet again. I mean, Kerryon Johnson is going to be, what, the first Detroit running back to get close to 1,000 yards since, I, I can't even, uh, I don't know, Kevin but I'm, Smith. I'm really, I mean, really hoping he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's once again, he's, he's, he's getting a lot of his value from the receiving game, though. Um, that's where a lot of his well, value is coming from. Six receptions, three receptions, six receptions. That was you another know,
0: point I actually – yes, I wanted to bring up too, that Theo Riddick is kind of – uh, Yeah, like I'm so – yeah, so, so who do you like? Do you like Marlon so Mack? Based, do you like Kerry? Face based based
1: I think if Marlon Mack gets over 20 carries in this game, 15 uh, – we'll say more than that. We'll say between 18 and 25 carries. Divisional uh, game? I right. think without a doubt, Marlon Mack would be the better option here then. I love carry On Johnson – um, I really do, but I, I also like um, that that Tennessee defense, but that's the problem. So I, I, I'm really struggling with this one because I really like that Tennessee defense, um, but I, I really <laughs> – this, this one's
0: actually really tough because I actually – I really, I really like – I like carry-on, but here's the thing that I don't like though is that, yes, oh, the Panthers just got trounced by the Steelers.
1: But the, yeah. th- but the
0: thing about it, though, is that they still held James Conner to only, like,
1: 60 rushing yards. <laughs> yeah, their secondaries are struggled in that game. Apparently.
0: But mind you, James Conner still had a very good game over, you know what I mean? Like, out of the backfield. And that and that is the type of role that Carrion is taking up. Like, that's the type of role that he's taking on right now or he's carrying on right now. Oh, uh,
1: I get you get it I'm riding the Marlon Mack.
0: I'm go- I'm going I'm going carry on. I'm gonna carry on yeah. my friends. My I'm gonna carry
1: on my wayward son. <laughs> I uh, mine's Marlon Mack. I got I a just, bunch like, more. I got it. I like the opportunity better. <laughs> I like I like his his touchdown ability more than carry on Johnson's. So it's 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 a squeaker for me. I think it's I'm close.
0: Gonna, I think it's close, yeah. Um yeah, I'll, well, oh that was a good one i like this, I like this, this, is, this, is <laughs> this I like this
1: game
0: um this one is pretty it's it's kind of interesting um it's really tough to find certain wide receivers in my opinion as far as like this particular matchup game that we are playing right now uh but chris godwin or tyrell williams
1: Wow, um, two guys who are who are big play guys and kind um, of
0: emerging for both. T- uh, you know what I mean? Like took, they took long enough for one of them. Let me tell you exactly. Like they
1: they both get time, right? they
0: both get love. Like that's the thing.
1: Yeah, so, Godwin gets uh, more love. Okay, this one's this one's tough because Godwin those first what five weeks of the season? Oh, he was um, killing it the first five weeks. It's it didn't even matter about his yardage really. He was putting up a touchdown. In four. He put up a touchdown in four of the first five games. Okay, so that was helping his cause without doubt. Okay, um, before last game, he hadn't gone over 100 yards. He hadn't even gone over 80 yards. So his was based on the, the touchdown in those first five games. He had, you know, like I said, four touchdowns in five games. Exactly. So this one, he catches all seven of his targets, uh, 100 yards. He doesn't get a touchdown in this one, but still. 17 points in a PPR league is pretty good coming from a guy who was probably your, your, you know, your flex option. Um, he probably wasn't your wide receiver two. He was probably a wide receiver three or flex. Um, so then we turn to Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams started the year pretty slow. Um, As you know, he has the past like, yeah, year or two. Uh, but he's never been a big volume guy. He's never been a, a guy who's been peppered with targets from Phillip Rivers. That's always been Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is the guy across the middle who averages 11.5 yards per catch. Tyrell Williams is the guy over the, over the center of the field who averages 20 yards per catch. So it, gonna it's going to be two t- catches for 95 yeah. yards. <laughs> so Ty- Tyrell Williams has five touchdowns, okay? Um He's had in his last four games, he has four touchdowns. Okay, so this past week he he didn't score. The t- he didn't have a touchdown this past week, but the two weeks, uh, the two out of the last four weeks, he did put up 118 yards in each of those games. So uh, put up 118 against Cleveland. He put up 118 against Tennessee. Uh, put up two touchdowns against Cleveland and one against Tennessee. Okay, both of those are pretty okay often, uh, okay defenses, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're you know. I'm not saying Cleveland is a beacon of hope on defense. But defense but, isn't
0: terrible, though. No, it's not.
1: Yeah. So that, that I mean, for me, it's just based on what have you done lately. Uh, you got Ty Williams going up against Denver, which if anybody, if I hear one more person say the Denver defense, I'm literally going to lose my mind. Denver's defense sucks. Denver sucks. See, they they show up like. Denver sucks.
0: They show up. I think we said the same exact thing, and this is when they put up like 35 defensive fantasy points against the Cardinals. But mind you, the Cardinals offense is just terrible. But this is the Chargers they're playing. Uh, I know, I know. So I – yes, and I think that – so so who are you – who do you like? Because I have Tyrell in – I think I got Tyrell in like two leagues and I'm actually contemplating starting him over some
1: guys. Okay, so the way I break it down is they're going up against New, um, the New York Giants. Uh, the Buccaneers are going up against the New York Giants. Uh, the New York Giants currently are giving up the what? They're middle of the road. They're only giving up about two hundred forty-five yards through the air. I mean, they're not. They're not I right mean, that's, yeah, exactly. And Denver, uh, Denver's where that same. Yeah, Denver's giving up two hundred thirty-two yards through the air. So Denver's defense is a little bit better. Okay, so I take that back in that way. Denver's defense is still not what they used to be, but. It's Like I said, it's what have you done for me lately. And while I love Godwin, um, I'm going to actually have to go with Tyrell Williams here and that big play ability. I don't care if he catches three passes for 80 yards. Um, but as long as he gets that 80 yards and that potential touchdown, I'm going to go with that.
0: Ooh. And I'm, I'm actually going to agree with you on that one. Um, simply for the fact of, and I'll bring up his name, Adam Humphreys. Um, oh. I cannot believe uh, just how ridiculous. You want to talk about inconsistent.
1: Uh, The next person we're going to talk about is inconsistent.
0: I am so – oh, my God, so inconsistent. (laughs) (laughs) But I just still can't believe that what he did for the previous three games and then the performance that – I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they they lost the game, yeah? Right? They lost. They did. They they lost. lost. He still threw for over 400 yards. Four interceptions – or what? No, two interceptions. They had 450 yards of offense and put up three points. Uh, and it's just it's just baffling that and I know that I know that Fitz Magic likes to spread the ball around. I mean there's by yeah. the end of the four, first quarter, I think he already threw to like six receivers, six different targets. So and that and that is what scares me about the the bucks, you know what I mean? Mike Evans is gonna get his fill. Um, OJ Howard seems to be probably the second you know favorite target right now. And then you really don't know where it's going to be spread out between Deshaun Jackson, Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin. So and yeah. Tyrell Williams, I like Tyrell Williams. Yes, he only gets like four or five targets. But, I mean, there's Keenan Allen. He, there's, Melvin Gordon. There's no, there's no tight end, exactly. There's really yeah. no one else. He's not throwing to yeah. Mike Williams anymore. No, he's not. So it's just, I mean, if Melvin Gordon wasn't playing as freaking awesome as he was, he would, he, to, he would have to throw to Tyrell more. Did you see Melvin Gordon's touchdown catch? No, but I'm, I can Unbelievable! It's the Dreads. I'm telling you, it's the Dreads. Top hey, three man. running backs are Gurley, Kamara, Gordon. <laughs> he's very, he's very yeah, good. He's very good. Um, yeah, so I'm going Tyrell. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, so this this next matchup is um, a guy who I picked as, I guess, not necessarily a sleeper or kind of, I guess, my, one of my breakouts this year. I don't know if I mentioned it on one of the episodes. But, um, and now he, I, I'm inconsistent, inconsistent. I Corey, don't know another
1: word to use. Corey
0: Davis or Alshon that's... Jeffrey. Wow. You're looking at two number one wide receivers, not, tar- not the actual receivers, but wide receivers. Cause obviously Zach Ertz is clearly the number one in, in Philly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean is. like leagues ahead. He had 16, he had 16 targets the other night. <laughs> yeah Wentz loves
1: Zacker. Oh Zacker is going to finish as like a number two tight end oh um, my god because, because of Carson Wentz uh, it's just okay so I have Corey Davis on one team and I am always leery about him and I, I had had this discussion with your brother today about wanting to trade Corey Davis before the trade deadline tomorrow because I am selling on his last game which was wonderful because I don't know when I can possibly start him and feel comfortable right I don't. I really don't, okay? I don't know if it's a matchup-based thing. I don't know if it's not a matchup. Like, I literally have no idea. So he goes into New England this past week. He holds in seven of his ten targets uh, for 125 yards and a touchdown, okay? Awesome, okay? The thing about Corey Davis is is for him to have an impact, he has to be targeted at least ten times in the game. He has to have a lot of targets. It is is imperative, okay? So his big game this year against Philly when they won an OT, um, he had 15 targets, but nine of them. Dominated. Yeah, 161 and a touchdown, okay? Corey Davis needs targets. He needs to be peppered by Marcus Mariota with targets. If he gets those targets, he really has the potential to put up six to eight receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown in a game. He does. He could easily be a top 15 wide receiver. He can. Easily. However, uh, that offensive scheme is very much... Who confusing.
0: knows? I don't. It's I don't. I don't know what it
1: is. Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing because they they the the running game is very confusing with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis and the spread of you know who gets what, um, whether it's Tajay Sharp in the receiving game, Taequan Taylor, Corey Davis. I mean, I, it's literally so confusing. So, uh, as a Corey Davis owner and someone who is trying to trade him. Uh, he is going up against Indianapolis. Okay, Indianapolis. We're talking once again. Indianapolis has a pretty piss poor secondary, allowing just about 270 yards through the air per game. So Alshon Jeffrey, it's turn to him. Um, Alshon Jeffrey has he hasn't been inconsistent. I don't think I wouldn't use that word. He's been. Um, I think he's been getting like maybe
0: like six, seven, seven targets or so a game. Six.
1: He's been boring, that's for sure. Um, but he is going up against a New Orleans secondary that's allowing him just about 300 yards. It's pretty bad secondary. Yeah. So for me, uh, th- this one comes down to opportunity. It comes down to the matchup, and it's going to be Alshon Jeffrey. Pretty slim. Um, I like Corey Davis this week if, if they continue to target him as much as they did in the but, last two weeks. But who knows. Yeah, it, it that's could the be, thing. It I, could be Tajay freaking sharp this week. Yeah, I mean, granted, Corey Davis does have uh, – he does have 27 targets over his past three games. That's, you know, nine targets per game over the past that's three games. That's pretty ridiculous. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, but Alshon Jeffrey just has a really sweet matchup um, in a game that I think is going to be a – pretty much a same kind of game as the Saints-Rams. I think it's going to be like a 40 – you know, 40-34 type of game where I think Alshon um, participates pretty nicely. So it's slow. It's a close one for me, but I'm going to take Alshon. I'll
0: um... – I won't touch up too much on it but yeah i based on the the fact that they're playing the saints terrible secondary i i'm gonna go out uh this one i think is actually pretty interesting um mbs marquez valdez scantling uh what were his parents thinking jesus christ <laughs> what a name what a name i love it but he's already established himself as mbs it's amazing I love, yeah, I love uh it. or anthony miller hmm so um, i'm gonna i'll i will I know i just first. asked the question but I'll, I'll jump in really quick uh anthony miller he's averaging six and a half targets per game which is i mean that's a good amount matt matt Nagy obviously knows how to do like he he knows how to run an offense or he knows how to get he's the good. right people yeah exactly like the the bears look i mean they're gonna be a freaking good team for the next like five years They have a nice core. They have a very nice core, exactly. And it's like – and they don't even have like a number one wide receiver because Allen Robbins is – whatever. But big game the other day, 100 yards, touchdown. Uh, They're playing Sunday night against Minnesota, which is a must-win game, obviously. Uh, Pretty big. So that's just a little bit about – Anthony uh, MVS playing Thursday night Seattle could be a very high scoring game, uh, mind you. Seattle actually has a pretty decent secondary. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but it's not like the best. Uh, but it's definitely up there. So, and he got I think he tied right. He tied with DeMonta Adams. They both had seven targets this past week. Um, and like you said, he he got underthrown. I mean, he probably could have had a better game the other day MVS, but he. Did, um. but but he didn't. So, for me, I I mean, I think Anthony Miller. There are other mouths to feed. Alan Robinson starting to emerge. Trey Burton still out there. You got Tariq Cohen, Taylor Gabriel, wherever the frick he is, just cool. running downfield. That's all he's probably doing. They're just like, dude, just just keep going. Just keep going. He's a guy that you're just like, yeah, go long. I got you. Yeah, just just keep going. <laughs> so uh, strictly based on, I mean, you, that offense, they're doing good things, but you don't, you kind of don't know um yeah I, I like i like mvs only for the fact this week especially because they're playing seattle and it could be a it could be a high scoring game
1: so that minnesota game it all depends on who anthony miller is matched up with at cornerback well, so yes. so you have xavier rhodes is probably going to be on um robinson, on alan robinson probably, right yeah but then you have trey waynes who's really emerging as a t- really talented cornerback who i have just roasted in the past so i i take that Michigan State as well boy, right I, I when you say Michigan State, yeah, yeah. I've roasted him in the past. Um, I compared him and Eli Apple, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, a, so I think if he gets, if, if Anthony Miller gets a favorable matchup uh, against Minnesota's uh, corner, I don't know who the third corner is. I have to think about that one. Who cares? It's either Mutterlin or, I don't know, anyway. Um, so if he gets a favorable matchup, I think he I, I think that's a really sneaky play against Minnesota is to start Anthony Miller there. But I'm going to go now, about that as well. Um, I think he is emerging as a Rodgers favorite. Um, we've seen his his targets go up in the past few weeks. He's gone from five to six to seven targets that's over a, the past three that's weeks. A freak. <laughs> and we've seen we've seen him be target. You know, Aaron Rodgers targeted him against Detroit 11 times. So we, we know that it's cap- Aaron Rodgers trusts him, and we, we know what he's capable of going up against the secondary. Yeah, they're a top, what, 15, top 12. Uh, actually, they're a top 10. Uh, secondary. See, they allowing,
0: actually have a pretty good secondary, but like... Yeah,
1: Seattle, yeah Seattle's led up 228 uh, through the air, but I think that if anybody's going to do it, Aaron Rodgers can have a, um, a bounce-back game again and uh, put up, um, you know, a, a decent amount against... Uh, he had a good game against... I, I won't deny that. He had a good game against Miami, but I, I really... I th- I'm. It's a close one for me, but I'm going to go valley scaling. Um, yeah, I like it. It's, yeah, it's, if, you're, if you're really going for that, you know, not boom or bust, but that wide receiver three or flex, then I'm good with it. Yeah. Uh,
0: this one, uh, so we're going to jump to a tight end matchup that... Could be pretty interesting. I know that you actually picked him up, was it last week or the week before? I him. <laughs> no, no. But then you drew, yeah, but like you, because you weren't even looking and you didn't even realize Gronk was out or something. I don't know. You had a brain fart, whatever. I, yeah. um, and with the fact that Cooper Cup is also out, so you got Higby from the Rams or John New Smith from the Titans. John he's got two touchdowns the past two games. Um, he was the second highest on the team with targets last week. Corey Davis had, what, 13 to 10 targets, I believe? Yeah. Um, and Johnu Smith had the second highest with three targets. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about. So you really don't know. Um, now, mind you, Gronk, he may be out. You, I mean, you, you don't he, – he could be done. Um, if you have David Njoku as your starting tight end this week, he's on a bye. You're going to have to fill him in. With someone, um, Higby, three targets, three catches, and a touchdown last game. Goff likes to spread it, and he can. He is a very talented quarterback who actually looks at the field and does not just throw to one receiver like you. He spreads the wealth a lot, and I mean the tight ends never get used in LA, like for the yeah. Rams. But I think I I like Higby this week um, simply for the fact that they're playing the Chiefs. Uh, it's not in Mexico City anymore. It is being <laughs> moved to LA. So congrats William. to all of you Rams fans <laughs> that get to watch it at home now in the stadium. Uh, but I mean both have a ridiculous matchup. Um, I think both teams are playing what? You got the Chiefs and then who are the Titans? They're playing the Colts. Both are by the Colts. Yeah. Right. Both are in the bottom five. For allowing yards to tight ends this season so far, well, so, so I, I yes. like I like Higby this week a little slightly better for Janu. Like he's gonna be someone I pick up if I need a tight end or if I need a fill. I mean the tight end position has just been god awful, so
1: yeah, on a points per game basis, they're both really neck and neck Indianapolis and Kansas City at allowing points to the tight end. Um, Indianapolis is allowing uh, about f- just about 15 points per game while uh, Kansas City allows about 14 points per game to the tight end. So it's all about opportunity though. I mean if 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 the Rams decide to replace Cooper Cup with say Gerald Everett or true
0: true or that or Josh true. Reynolds.
1: Then we're in a place where it's like, well, then Higby that Higby pickup or that Higby start is kind of you know null and void. But he's still but,
0: played though. I mean, even when Kyle yeah, was no, out
1: I, there, I agree. I agree. Um, and then you have Indianapolis, who is that? Both of them have allowed uh, three touchdowns to the tight end position this year, which is pretty low. I mean, we're you know most the, the average is around three or four. So it's all based on the fact if you think Johnu Smith can score a touchdown again. <laughs> Um, which I'm I'm gonna err on that side. I'm gonna go Johnny Smith just based on his touchdown performance the last two weeks, um, his you know his participation in the red zone, and um, I think that he has more of a stable role in the offense, even if it's only three or four targets. Mm-hmm. I think he we have that certainty more that he's gonna get those targets.
0: I like it. So that concludes our uh, I guess deeper matchups uh, that probably you really wouldn't talk about. Um, obviously, you're you're very blatant ones. You're not gonna. I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? You're just beating a dead horse. Like you're not gonna. I mean, these are specific matchups that you're probably gonna fiddle with. Like naturally, you're probably not gonna have Chris Godwin or Tyrell Williams. I mean, if you have both of them, okay. Then hopefully we gave you cool. some very good insight exactly on yeah. who to start. Um, but obviously, you know you you gotta you gotta really think and you gotta look at these matchups and that's exactly what we just did in all of these specific examples. So hopefully you gain something from that. And if you don't have these guys in the certain situations, we hope that you at least take this, I guess we'll, we'll call it methodology. I mean, if you really are a good fantasy player, like this is what you have to do. You got to look at matchups, which leads us right into um, some waiver pickups. I don't know how you feel about these guys that I put down. Uh, I think you may like a couple of them. Uh, there's, there's not too many just because the waiver, I mean, it's it's so
1: slim out there. It's ridiculous. Well, the, the closer we get towards playoff season, um, is you're going to see a little bit more of a waiver wire. You're either going to see one of two things. If your league is competitive to the point where a lot of teams are still in it, yes, you're going to see waiver wire played like no other. But if you're at the point in that season where you're getting closer to the playoffs and there's you know a clear distance between the top six and the you know bottom six – then you're really not, the waiver wire might be forgotten about, honestly. So you might see guys out there that really could start, potentially start on your team, could potentially be those, um, you know, roster fillers um, for later in the season. That's that's where I'm at at this point. I'm trying to find guys in the bargain, you know, in the bargain bin that can help me, you know, week 13, 14, 15, give or take, potentially. I don't know if they will, but. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> I mean... we, we
0: don't know. We don't know. Um, but. This is, uh, I mean, I think he was getting a lot of love, obviously, in the beginning of the season. I am a Cowboys fan, uh, but he has just, he looked awful in the beginning of the season. Not good. Uh, Dak Prescott. I know he's getting a lot more love lately. Uh, He has averaged 23.5 fantasy points his last four games. That is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, Now, mind you, who gives a crap like we said before? I, I, I don't want the Cowboys to win because I want a good draft pick <laughs> for next year. Uh, actually, wait, nice. no, oh, my you God. You don't get a draft, draft pick. not even get a draft pick. Uh-huh. So, it doesn't matter. all right, well, that was get irrelevant. We got Amari Cooper. Oh, my God, we got Amari Cooper. Yeah, great. Uh, so who cares? If they win or lose, doesn't matter because in fantasy it doesn't – I mean, unless you're in a league where you get freaking points for your team winning, which is – That's dumb. I mean, if you're in a league like that, I, you need to reevaluate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Dak is definitely a quarterback that I actually, I actually really do like for the rest of the season. Uh, they're, they're playing – he's got Atlanta, the freaking Skins, the Saints, the Eagles, the Colts, and Tampa. And that's all the way up to week 16. Now, three out of those – what, three out of those six teams, maybe even four, are in the bottom – like their secondaries are in the bottom half, like low bottom half. You're looking at three of the worst secondaries – in those matchups, so I think Dak is definitely someone to target on the waiver this week. Uh, potentially, I would start him. I would definitely start him this week because Cowboys are definitely, definitely going to want to get revenge from last year, from that god awful performance where Dak was sacked what like 35 times, <laughs> and they they did they didn't do anything. That was last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so Dak, so Dak is someone that
1: I, I, I would definitely target. So mine, my inverse of that, or well my comparison, whatever you want to say, um, is Marcus Mariota. So Marcus Mariota um, started the year unbelievably slow. He was injured in and out. Um, He had one game where he put up 344 yards against Philly and then just fell off the wagon. And that was benched for Blaine Gabbert. (laughs) <laughs> Correct. Correct. He was my was breakout, they, by the way. They actually had both they actually had both of them playing like simultaneously kinda of, it was really weird what they were doing in Tennessee. But anyway, so the last two games he's put up twenty five points, twenty four points in respective games against Dallas and New England. Uh his next few games he goes up against the Colts, not a great defense. He goes up against the Texans, which are improving it's defense. Exactly. The Jets defense. <clears throat> the Jaguars, who aren't who we thought they were, the Giants, Washington, and the Colts again. So he has a pretty favorable schedule for the rest of the year. He has a lot of bottom defenses in the league.
0: They are all division matchups, but again, their defenses for the are most,
1: not. For the most part, yes. A lot of them are more division matchup based. However, um, if, if Tennessee is going to run away with this division, or if they're going to try to at least, I think he's going to have to play at the top of his game. And uh, he is out there in uh, a decent amount of uh, – He's a, in ESPN leagues currently, he is 15.5% owned. Seriously? 15%. Okay? That Okay, is terrible. That's not a lot. Okay. Yes, he is somebody you cannot trust on a week-to-week basis before this. However, if he's trying to turn the corner like he has in the past two weeks and he goes into a nice favorable matchup this week against the Colts, then I don't see a reason why he can't put up 20-plus points again this week. And if he does, then you're going to see his uh, his ownership rate um, spike a little bit.
0: I mean, he's definitely like it, – it, Vrabel, he just – he. I mean, they just beat the crap out of the Cowboys, which everyone thought the Cowboys were going to win that game. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that really worked out well, and yeah. then of course you know your your freaking New England Patriots going to going to Nashville the other day with a seven point favorite and then get their butts whooped like they got they like yeah. they they got destroyed. So yeah. and I I definitely agree with you. If if they want to, I mean, mind you, the Patriots defense isn't it's not that great, but it's not like awful. I mean, it's not like he's going up against the best defense against the Bears or anything right. like that, but right if if the titans want to make the playoffs win that division Vrabel needs to continue this going like they just got back from their bye week a couple weeks ago and that's those are the past two games after their bye week so i i like it i like mariota uh another one we touched up on uh before he he might be available in your league if he is definitely get him anthony miller i would spend a good chunk chunk of change on your fob um depending on how much yeah. you have yeah. I mean, I would probably spend, what, what do you think, like 30%,
1: 40%? Uh, yeah, on either one of them. So either Anthony Miller and or Chris Godwin, both players we did talk about. Yes, yes. Um, so, I mean, I'd be fine with both. I mean, that's the thing, though. I'd be fine getting either one of them. I know we disagreed, you know, we could disagree but on either, who we still either start. one,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Right, so Anthony Miller in ESPN Leagues is owned at 13.4% uh, at the current moment. Good Lord. So Chris Godwin's going to be owned more. I'm going to check on Chris Godwin in a second. Hold on. Chris Godwin's owned 42% of Leagues. So he's still available in in more leagues than he's not. So both of them are still out there. Both of them at this point are um, Chris Godwin and Anthony Miller. I would say are both uh, viable starting options if if the need comes. I don't. Especially I on would not. I mean, yeah, like, I would not talk you out of starting either one of them at this point.
0: Yeah, depending on who else you have, I agree. Uh, some tight ends, I guess, just to maybe mention, uh, we mentioned Higby. That's if you're really, really desperate. That's I don't know. That, that's for me. Uh, john U. Smith could be another one uh, to pick up. Uh, again, tight ends are very, very, very slim. Nice think. Uh, another, another one is um, Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald, another freaking. For the love of God, he is owned in only forty-seven percent of leagues. But then now we're not going to see him for next week because he's probably not going to do anything. And then the Well, week... yeah,
1: but he's. Think about this. He is the number eleven fantasy tight end Wait,
0: by by not even co- performing consistent at all. Number
1: eleven. Number 11. Just, okay, He's on the waiver wire in 50-plus percent of leagues. That's disgusting. So that's good. Everyone wants um,
0: tight end. Ben Ben Watson? Ben Watson is another one. He's actually highly... So he's more than 50% owned. I do have him in a couple leagues. I mean, he laid a f- fucking goose egg last week. I think <laughs> he got me zero in every league, obviously. Well, yeah, um, that's true. He does have some pretty good favorable matchups coming up uh, against teams that aren't that good against you know tight ends. So... Plus, again, all you Gronk owners. Hopefully, I mean, you've already planned for this because Gronk hasn't played in a couple weeks. So, but you know, just some names to potentially look at. What about Hyerman, Jeff, or Hyerman, he- Heerman. Jeff, Horman, Hyerman, from uh, Denver.
1: Yeah, one big game doesn't make you a startable option. Exactly
0: frankly. right. Like, and that's what people. I mean, he's. I think he's owned only like two percent of leagues anyway. So, whatever. Uh, and we normally don't talk about defenses, but I just, you know, I think we're starting to broaden a little bit more I guess you know just to throw some names out there obviously you're gonna start your your top defenses you know in the in in the freaking bears who are playing Minnesota a good team but still you're still gonna start them like I don't think you're gonna sit a, like a, a stud defense you know what I mean like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that I wouldn't I don't you know, I, I, no. I would still start exactly um Cardinals this week I think the Cardinals are, are a very good flyer uh, they're playing Oakland. Uh, I think yeah. I think the name of the game is to start any defense against Oakland let's that's play, playing Oakland <laughs>
1: um, if 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 Lamar Mill, I mean if um, if Lamar Jackson has to play in Baltimore then Cincinnati is out there in 99 95 percent of leagues uh, Or if RG3
0: which is even better.
1: Yeah, if, if it's either one of them, then I, Bengals defense is still out there, um, which is a pretty sweet one. Jacksonville's offense looks anemic, so Pittsburgh's defense is out there um, in you know sixty plus percent of leagues. So there is options out there. Texans defense is still out there in you know 20 plus, 25 percent of leagues. So
0: Ooh, worth it. Some good some good matchups. Um, we hope that you really enjoyed this episode. Uh, we absolutely love doing this. We are here for you guys, for the listeners, for our followers. Uh, we talked about, you know, obviously some pretty big injuries, uh, some news, Bell not showing up, blah 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 blah. That is probably the last time we're going to talk about him on this episode, on this, on this show, by the way, until next year. <laughs> um yep i hope so some certain matchups obviously that we dove deeper into based on the actual matchup you know like who they're playing and whatnot and and whether or not obviously like we said if you don't have them on your team or or if you have one of them on your team not both but you know we hope that you at least take the insight that we gave you to further break down you know who you're going to start for that week um and then some waiver guys uh for this for this upcoming week um you can go to our website you know check out all of our episodes leave us some comments uh the fantasy shoot us an email the fantasy fam at gmail.com uh we are on twitter uh it's at the fantasy fam we uh we tweet a bunch you know we try to try to get like the some of the big news out there to all you followers um And uh, we're definitely so all of you guys listening out there, please retweet and get get us more followers, uh, because that obviously it benefits you. It benefits everyone else. And we also have something going on right now. Try to do it before Monday Night Football, but it didn't really work out too well. So I guess we'll keep it going maybe till Thanksgiving. Uh, So, yeah, until Thanksgiving, get us up to 200 followers, 200 followers. We get up there. Um, and then at random, we'll choose two completely random uh, followers. We'll just look through the list, you know, and just be like, boom, you, you. And we'll send some koozies and some stickers that we have, Fantasy Fam. Uh, koozies, there's a picture of them on there. They're, I mean, I think they're pretty sexy. I mean, how many white koozies have you seen out there? Not many. They're pretty awesome. They're pretty, they're pretty macadocious, as my brother would say. Dope. Which is, yeah. Dope-alicious. Dope-alicious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So uh, please just retweet, you know, follow us, comment, reach out to us, give us any questions, topics you want us to throw on the episode. Uh, And on behalf of myself and my wonderful redheaded cousin over there, uh, this is the Fantasy Fam signing off.